back, bitches! Well, welcome back to What You Will Learn. My name is Adam Ashton. I'm Adam Jones. Uh, today we're reviewing a book by Daniel H. Pink, Drive. Yes, Big Dan Pink, Drive. Uh, I've, I actually love this man. I read it once, probably six months ago, and I was yeah, it was, I thought it was very good. Yeah. Read it a second time. Fucking love it. Yeah, man, it's, it was... a, it's a yeah, it's a masterpiece. Yeah, I, <laughs> I might be overselling it, but it's good. Yeah. What do you reckon, mate? Very solid book. It's it's uh it's one of those books. Like a lot of the best books, I think, are the ones that are all about common sense. Yeah, but they package it in a way you're like, oh yeah, of course. But yeah, it's not surprising, uh, unheard of stuff. Yeah, but I reckon he does it very well. It's pretty short. Yeah, it's this long, but it's actually it's like what three hundred pages or something. 250, but um, it actually stops about 150, 160 pages, and then the back half is all tools and stuff. So, like, he puts at the back a whole bunch of other stuff. So, ways to improve your motivation, ways to improve your workplace, um, paying people properly, um, being a salesperson, books you should read, and he's got a sick little summary at the end as well. Like, he summarized the whole book in three pages, which is good. Yeah, definitely. Easy when you're reviewing the, the book to do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, that definitely uh, helped. Yeah, so it's pretty self-explanatory, the title from the title of the book, Drive. So it's just about finding kind of all the science behind what actually uh, drives us and motivates us to, to do what we do yeah, that's and it, how man. that's evolved over time. Yeah, the surprising truth about what motivates us. Yeah. So he, he talks about it at the start, uh, our first motivation was purely biological. Yeah. So it was basically about hunger, thirst, and sex. Yeah. Basically, and that's what drove us. That's the things we did each day were satisfying our needs for our hunger, thirst, and sex. So we'd go around, be in our cave, rude our woman in the morning, maybe, or, if you get lucky. Or males for the female. Or, yeah, yeah. Gay listeners, yeah. I guess. And uh, then you'd run out, chase down a boar, bring it back to the clan, eat it. Yeah. Um, Probably have another root in the arvo. Yeah, that was life. That was that's our first motivation, our biological motivation. Yeah, definitely. And then as time evolved, uh, and so did humans, and the way our economies evolved as well, and the way we do things, and then that's where motivation two point zero or drive, the second kind of drive, was born. Mm-hmm. So that was based on rewarding the good and punishing the bad. Yeah, that's it. So he said. Humans aren't just the sum of our um, biological needs. So there's more to us. So people worked out early on that if you reward things that you want more of and punish things that you want less of, maybe you can get a better output from people. Mm-hmm. And it worked for a bit. It worked for a couple of hundred years. Yeah. So this, the book, explained, we'll explain it a bit more later, but for, that, that was a, a good tool in the past. But yeah. in the modern economy... Uh, motivation 2.0 is not as effective as the third driver, which the whole most of the book focuses focuses on, and this is uh, motivation 3.0. Yeah, that's it. So it's all about intrinsic motivation. So it's about what you want, and he he goes into the three re, the three different things, but it's all about uh, doing things just because you want to do them, not because you have to do them. Essentially, yeah, yeah. So they a, a study they did on um, what kind of monkey was it? Some kind of monkey. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> anyway, so I did a study on monkeys where they had these puzzles. Uh, and he's got it here. Where it, was, it was just like you had to un- pull a pin out and flip over a latch. 
And it was something the monkey had never seen before. And they just put them in their cage for a week and they were going to test them. And they found out before they even tested them, they were going to reward them with the test. Before they even did it, the monkeys picked it up and started doing it, unpulling, unhatching. It wasn't hard, but they just found that joy just from doing it, mm. from achieving something. Not because they were giving them a banana to do it uh, and not because they were like whipping them for not doing it or whatever. They just The monkeys had that intrinsic motivation to achieve. Yeah, definitely. So uh, another uh, study it does in the book, it's got a... Uh, so for a certain task, there's group A and group B. So yep. group A is... You might elaborate on the task. I'm not sure if you got it there. But, but uh, so group A, they get no pay on day one to do the task. I think, I think it was to do a drawing or something creative. Yeah. Day two, they get paid. And day three, they get no pay. Yep. Group B, however, don't get paid on any of the three days. So what this study found was that the group A who got uh, didn't get paid on day one got paid on day two. Their output significantly decreased on day three because yeah. like after they got paid for the task, they they the task all of a sudden seemed irrelevant. So it's, it's basically the kind of thing if you pay your kid to take the bins out or do some chores around the house, they'll never do it for free again. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the idea. So when, when you start associating bonuses and money and all these extrinsic awards with with tasks, you lose motivation and all the fun gets taken out. Yeah, exactly. And that's what one of the quotes from that study, I think, or maybe I'll probably mix him up, but it says, when money is used as a reward for an activity, the subject loses intrinsic interest for that activity. Yeah. So as you said, that group that didn't get paid, didn't get paid, didn't get paid, they were probably, they did it probably, the first time it was fun and the second and third time was probably a challenge to beat their own um, their own personal record and they had that intrinsic motivation to do better whereas the group they did it the first time was probably fun the second time they're like oh sick we're getting paid to do this they probably worked a bit harder and then the third time and they didn't get paid they're like well I used to get paid for this now I'm not getting paid why the fuck am I doing it yeah exactly so it's that um, a big mix up between work and play I think if you're doing play something you enjoy and then you get paid for it it becomes work and you probably lose the fun element of it and you just start doing it because you're getting paid to do it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So right now, it's, it's a different part of like... We're in an economy now where there's a study where 30% of job growth comes from algorithmic work, but 70% comes from heuristic work. So algorithmic work is like the, the stuff that can be outsourced and automated. So the companies who are still focusing on Motivation 2.0, they're not really keeping up the times because the heuristic work, that requires... Uh, motivation 3.0 where you're intrinsically driven and that's where the the economy is going to be in the future so more of a shift toward a shift Peter shift yeah Peter <laughs> toward uh, Daniel Pink's um, yeah version of drive I guess yeah that's it uh, so um, do you want to go through the seven reasons carrots and sticks don't work definitely so basically they said so you've got your carrot and your stick obviously carrot something good that you want if uh, an employee some, sees something you're doing good and they want you to do it more, they'll give you a carrot. They'll give you a reward so you can do it more. Uh, and if they see something bad, they'll whack you with a stick and say, don't do that again to try and get you to do it less. Yep. And as you said, it used to work. But the reasons it don't work, uh, and it's a bloody good summary here. I, I was trying to go through and write them all down then I found there was this table yep. here. So firstly, you can extinguish intrinsic, intrinsic motivation. So as we said... If you give something a reward for doing something, they'll lose that self-drive to do it and they'll be expecting the reward. Second, it can diminish performance. Uh, thirdly, it can crush creativity. 
So they found that if you're doing something for enjoyment, uh, you were more creative using, I don't know if it's left brain or right brain. Anyway, right. whichever the, crea- <laughs> the creative yeah. one. Yeah. And uh, whereas as soon as you started getting paid for it, that bit shut down and you were just doing essentially, you could do it step by step, but you lost that, I guess, the creativity side of it. Yeah. Four, it can crowd out good behavior. Five, it can encourage cheating, shortcuts, and unethical behavior. So like if you're in a job and you know if you get um, X number of new sales uh, or something, then you're going to get a reward, then you're going to focus on that. So you're going to game the system essentially. Six, becoming can become addictive. And seven, it can foster short-term thinking. Definitely. So it's the book doesn't necessarily say... Paying people is bad. It's saying yeah, correct. that paying, paying people fair and safe salary is good. Like without this baseline of, of money, people, the motivation for 3.0 won't be difficult, like won't be uh, possible. So basically pay them enough and then, but don't have the money as the incentive for them. Yeah. Keep the job creative and, and as we'll get into, there's a way of making the tasks, uh, like making motivation 3.0 like come out in all the tasks you do. And yeah, this intrinsic sure. drive come out of out of all the people. Yeah, I like it. So yeah, it it talks about type one and type X people. Yeah, type I. Type I. <laughs> type I and type yeah. X. I was I was in the same. And mind. I looks like a one on some fonts. <laughs> and X could be a ten. If you think that's a one, the X yeah, could be a ten. Know. Yeah, good call. Maybe because it's ten times better. So yeah, type uh, motivation two point That de- depends on the type X behavior. So those who are, as we mentioned. A focus on in on the intrinsic motivation, whereas motivation extrinsic, extra what? Yeah, type X for extrinsic. Yep. 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 Spot on. Yeah, and type I for intrinsic. Yeah. So yeah, as sorry, mate, I cut you off there. But I as you were saying, like type uh, type X is motivation two point That's extrinsic. That's uh, someone else, an employer, saying, "Okay, I want you to do this, so I'm going to give you an extrinsic reward or punishment to try and encourage behaviours either." More or less. Yep. Definitely. Whereas, um, yeah, motivation 3.0 is that type I, that intrinsic, you're doing it because you want to do it. Yeah. Definitely. So, it's a, the way to get people to be intrinsically motivated, and this is going into chapter four, our show, is, yep. is autonomy. So, give the person autonomy over the task. Don't just give it to them and watch over, their, watch over them like yeah. a walk. I think everyone's had that experience where... Like I used to have a job at a bar and or at McDonald's actually when I was real young and people used to just look at you the whole time and wait for you to fuck up and then they just like <laughs> annihilate you. So the opposite of that is give them autonomy, let them have responsibility for the task and yeah, let them go. Yeah, so it's autonomy over uh, task, time, team and technique. Okay, so it's uh, autonomy over... What you do, so the task, uh, when you do it, I guess the time and the speed at which you do it, and the team, so who you do it with, and the technique, so how you do it. So you can generally get pissed off if someone goes out and tells you, okay, this is what you have to do, this is when you're doing it, this is who you're doing it with, and this is how you do it. And yeah, of course, there are some times where uh, that's necessary. Sometimes there's jobs where it's like, this is what we do, this is exactly how we do it. Um, probably in a bank, there's some things, processes you just have to follow. Uh, but that's really uh, sucking your autonomy out, that's for sure. Definitely. So there's a, a famous example of a comp- of Google who do this. They actually give their employees one day a week where they can pursue a goal or a task or any project 
of, of themselves. So they have full autonomy over that one day of the week. And this is actually where Gmail, Google News, Google Maps, and they say yeah. all their best stuff comes out of the, this one day a week where the employees yeah. can do whatever the fuck they want. They've got autonomy. And Astro, as Astro was saying, you've got complete power of your right, your right brain. Yeah, takes over and, and your creativity can come out and and you can come up with real uh, productivity, productive and great ideas. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> they call it their twenty percent time. Yeah, yeah. So where twenty percent of your time you can do shit that isn't your normal job, and yeah, as you said, some of their best stuff has come from that because people doing what they want to do, they they see they recognize what needs to be done. They find the time, they find the right people to do it, and they work out how to do it. Mm. Yeah, and that's our. Uh, it, it talks about that's our default setting. So if you look at a three-month-old or a th- six-month-old or whatever when they're young, they're always curious and self-directed. But for some reason, like when you hit the age of fourteen or your teenagers, you all all of a sudden become passive and inert. So we lose it. Mm. So it's, it is our innate nature to be curious and yeah, self-directed for sure. For sure. For sure. Just finding it again. Uh, ready for the second uh, bit? Yeah, Which mastery. <laughs> mastery, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the second bit of um, of motivation 3.0 that intrinsic is mastery yeah so it's about striving to to get something so I find that's where you get more engagement you can get in flow um, Mikhail Csikszentmihalyi's good book Flow yeah uh, and they said things that encourage us are like Goldilocks tasks so Goldilocks not too hot not too cold this is saying things that are not too hard but not too easy yeah things you can achieve but they're not so easy that you just it's easy mm. something you have to work towards but they're achievable yeah so if, if the listeners out there aren't familiar with this concept of flow it's definitely real interesting stuff to look into because it's, it's the place where you you know time goes really quick you just completely engage into the task and that is where you're most effective and you're most productive and and you get a lot of shit done in in a short amount of time and that's, it's usually where you're, you're working something you're passionate about and you're in, enjoying the task. Yeah. So that's sure. what mastery is aligned with. Is if, if you're in these states of flow with the task and, yeah, but you can't, as Asho was saying, you can't get to mastery. It's like an asymptote. Yeah. You can never reach the destination. It's always uh, just an ongoing process of mastery. Yeah, for sure. So that were the three rules of mastery. You said mastery is a mindset. So there's a book I a book by Carol Dweck called Mindset and it talks about the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset. So a fixed mindset is thinking, okay, well, this is how smart I am. These are the tasks I can do and that's just how I was born. Yeah. So you fix, you can't improve. Whereas a growth mindset is you thinking, okay, if I work harder and I can improve, then I can achieve that. So that growth mindset is is vital to mastery. The next one is saying mastery is a pain because it, it does take work to get there. Yep. And as you said, the third one is mastery is an asymptote. So if you've got the graph, uh, you can get better. You can always get closer, but you can never quite achieve it. Yep. And that's the whole point is you want to always be striving for mastery, but you, the bad bit is you can't quite achieve it. Yeah, totally, man. So for, to get drive, as you said, you need to have an autonomous kind of task, kind of work, mastery. And the third one is purpose. You yep. have to find purpose in what you're doing. That's it. Finding a cause that's greater than yourself. Yeah. Striving for something bigger than just you. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you put the thing before you, before yourself, if you're having a, a shit day, you're not really thinking about yourself as much as the task because the task is more important than you and then you can really get to do great work and, and yeah, getting these, these flow states, I guess. That's it. Uh, yeah. Matt, it's a fucking good book. Anything else? Uh, that's about it for me. As we said at the start of the potty, it... 
it is common sense like, but you don't you don't necessarily realize it. This book yeah. really points it oh, out. Man. Is when you do your best work or the way to do your best work is do tasks where you've got autonomy and you go for mastery, you're in flow states, time just flies by and you're doing something purposeful. So yeah. If you're not if you're not really at that place, this is kind of like a guide and might give you some guidance in, in finding a job or work or a business. Yeah, if I think all the the all the jobs I've had and the things I've done, if you think of the ones I enjoyed versus the ones I didn't enjoy, I, they definitely come down to autonomy, mastery and purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So quick recap, motivation 1.0, biological drive, hunger, thirst, sex. Yeah. Motivation 2.0 was the extrinsic rewards, carrots and sticks, rewards and punishments. Motivation 3.0 is that intrinsic motivation, that drive, autonomy, yep. mastery, and purpose. That's the shit you mate, want. That's the book. That's, that's it. Fucking <laughs> know. You liked it, mate? Who's it for? Uh, I'd give it to... It's more of a, a book for employees, managers. Yeah. Kind of... I'd say it's definitely for employees kind of corporate, and employers. Kind of, kind of cor- corporate world, I'd say, would be yeah. a book for that, as opposed to like an entrepreneur starting his own business. Yeah, maybe, correct. Maybe? I'd agree. It's definitely employers, employees and employers. If you're not enjoying your job, read this, you'll probably work out why. Yeah. And it also gives you some ways where you can probably improve that. Yeah. If you're an employer or a manager, um, I'd say there's some good insights for improving motivation as well. Yeah, fucking oath. How about we sing the song, man? That's it. Let's yeah, have bitches. a sing. La, la, la. God. Damn pig. Come along the street one day, I drive along and saw that tree, yeah. World Motivation 1.0, hunger, thirst, sex. Motivation 2.0, got the carrot and the stick, don't hit that shit, yeah. Motivation 3.0, intrinsic motivation, autonomy, mastery, purpose. God. When you got motivation, when you got motivation, free fight, oh, you got the things and the tools to come on, fuck up, death, yeah, come on, fuck up, do a good death. One in the big and two in the sick, yeah. Dead pink in the sick, dead pink in the sick. Dead pink in the motherfucking sick, yeah. Come on, fuck up, drive. Ride that car, ride through the bush, get to the other side, into the city. 